You're listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I am your host and moderator, Joe Moracle. With me, as always, the Franklin and Michael to my Trevor, Sean Keller. Hi, I'm Franklin. <laughs> and Mike Pareto. <laughs> yeah, hi, uh, my name is still Michael. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Uh, Grand Theft Auto V. I ah, see. yes, yes, I did hey, play that. Steal, steal of the cars, Joe. I am Franklin. Steal of the cars. Yeah, 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 you're doing voices from Grand Theft Auto 4, clearly. Steal them. <laughs> this is a little nonsense. <laughs> sure is. Steal of the cars, mi amigo. With everyone shut in at home, people are feeling more isolated than ever before. We aren't just, you know, running into people we know at the store or in a bar. But no longer will being locked down mean you can't have really awkward social interactions. <laughs> Introducing Awkward Encounters, the first social media software platform designed to reproduce awkwardly encountering someone in public. <laughs> when you register for Awkward Encounters, your phone and computer with webcam will randomly and without warning connect you to somebody else. <laughs> it could be anyone. I love it. Your mom, a complete stranger, an ex-lover, absolutely anybody could suddenly oh be God. watching you regardless of time of day, what you're doing, or even if you're dressed. Best of all, it's free. <laughs> Awkward Encounters. Oh, hey, you. Uh. <laughs> that is such a great idea. And the, the tagline, oh, hey, you. Is oh, the, the things thing we ever. miss. <laughs> The things we miss so much about our social interactions with people. That is that is my favorite ad of all time. Thank oh you, God. Sean. I think I think that is what we're all missing right now. Uh, I'm not chance, awkward chance interactions. Sure. <laughs> well, chance encounters, you know. Oh my God, that's funny. Thank oh, you. Hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. Holy shit. Do you guys know about... I, I bring this up because I watched a documentary about it recently. About the failed attempt to make a Superman movie in the late 90s. Superman Lives. Yes. I heard about this. I didn't know it was actually out. It is. I watched it a couple days ago. I actually... I, I've seen... I think everybody's probably seen at this point some pictures of Nick Cage in the yeah. suit. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, there's the one during initial testing, uh, which was just scary. It is very Tim Burton-y. Yes. Um, Tim Burton is I happen to love Nick Superman. Cage. Didn't we talk about this, like, last week? Nick Cage, how awesome he is? I don't know. Okay. No, we didn't. But he needs to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was in the chat. It must have been. Yeah. Well, yeah, we talk about Nicolas Cage daily in the chat. <laughs> 24-7. Hey, what's the Cage update, True. guys? <laughs> so this is the photo most people have seen of, uh, like, the early yes. suit. I only sent that to Sean, I just realized. <laughs> That's fine. That is a very shiny suit. Yeah, well, it's still shiny. The finished suit looks a lot better. He looks like a, he's wearing a fruit roll-up. I think it's the ha the hair is the biggest problem for me. Well, it's worth yeah. it's worth noting that in the '90s, in the comic books, Superman had long hair. It is odd though to have a receding hairline and also long, luxurious hair. <laughs> that like seems Michael Bolton and a ten pack. <laughs> <laughs> and a ten pack, yeah. yeah. I think that's probably the biggest disconnect. Is and there's also no way the cage is that ripped. A choker, 
<laughs> very nice. Very nineties. <laughs> well, that that's presumably from just the fitting. I don't think that's part of the actual costume. See, here's a here's a picture of Superman in the nineties. See, but that does that hair doesn't look that bad though. Well, I, they were they were obviously going to do some work with. I mean, Nick Cage is clearly fucked up out of his mind in this picture. <laughs> he's not he's not ready to shoot at all. So. I mean, Nick well, Cage, but also they never every shot producer. Anything. These were just costume <laughs> tests. Any producer right. that thought he would be a good Superman was probably fucked up out of their mind on coke or something, right? All right like, let's let's talk about John Peters, the producer of that movie. That dude's insane. Wait, he's not the Wild Wild West guy, right? Yes, he is. <laughs> no, no way. In fact, wow. in fact, the movies are related very much so. Kevin Smith, Wait. he talks about it in the documentary. He Wait, also talks yes. about it oh, shit. in one of his uh, An Evening with Kevin Smith uh, DVDs that John Peters gave him three notes for the movie. And John Peters in the documentary denies that this happened, but I believe Kevin Smith. The first is he doesn't ever fly. Wait, we talked about this, but I didn't realize that John Peters... Wait, I didn't realize that this Nick Cage version yes, was the, this the is film the Ke- that Kevin, this is Smith the Kevin Smith was asked version. to write. He did write I it. I didn't realize that. Oh, my I'm sorry, God. Kevin, Kevin Smith wrote this film? He wrote the first of three scripts, then they canned him, and then they hired a different writer. No flying. No I flying. know what the third thing is. I can't remember the second the thing. The second thing is he didn't want to see him in the suit. Now, obviously, right. he relaxed okay. on that because we're looking at the suit now. And the third thing was in the in the third act of the movie, yeah. Superman had to fight a giant spider. That's correct, <laughs> which, to make it a little more comic booky, Kevin Smith called it a Thanagarian snare beast. Right, right. So... I'm sorry, so Peters said no suit, no flying, and he has to fight a spider? Yes, because a spider is the fiercest predator in the animal kingdom. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you if you extrapolated it to the size of, like, a human predator, it would be... Uh-huh. Yeah, it had to be a Up giant formidable. Yeah. So, you know, the movie gets canned, and the money that Warner Brothers was going to put into Superman Lives goes in directly into Wild Wild West, where in the so third they pay act, Will Smith. they fight a <laughs> yeah. giant mechanical spider. Piloted by Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, no, it's not? No, it's Kevin... Kevin What's Klein is in Kevin the movie, Klein. but yeah. Kevin Klein Branagh is, is the bad guy yeah. who pilots oh, is, the giant spider. I'm sorry, Branagh's the, the bad guy? Yes. I Kenneth Branagh, who's that. a wonderful actor, he somehow is. was conned into being in that movie. <laughs> D- wait, do, wait, does he have like, uh, does he have like crazy, crazy facial hair? Yes. 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 Okay. I remember it. Almost He's like got- a rec- arachnid-like facial hair. <laughs> Okay, Every, everybody in Wild Wild West was like a good actor. You know, Will Smith, Kevin Klein, Kenneth Branagh, Salma Hayek. It was just an awful fucking wait movie. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I take exception to Selma Hayek being categorized. Oh, she's a great actress. She's a great actress? I think so, yeah. I think she's great. Really? I think she's done a lot she's of not, great work. She's not an amazing English-speaking actress, but That's she's correct. a great actress. Okay. I liked her in 30 Rock. Uh, I, I just, I would never think, if you were like, hey, name some of the great actresses. I, well, that's I not the just, question that was being asked. All right. All right. Well, I'll, you'll edit this part out. <laughs> no, I won't. No, you won't. No, I won't. Fuck Selma Hayek. Fuck France. She's, <laughs> she's, she's probably French, isn't she? I knew it from that accent. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect French accent. <laughs> Anyway, that was a major tangent. I was, I was, while I was outside, I was thinking about Batman. I was, you know, thinking, someone asked me, one of my friends asked me if uh, Birds of Prey was good or is it Joe Loves DC good? Okay. That's a fair question. It's an absolutely valid question. I said it's in between those two. Huh. All right. Well, that's, that's good though. I mean. Oh, absolutely. So it's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's It's pretty pretty good. good. But, you know, thinking thinking about Harley Quinn got me thinking about Batman and the Batman movie, uh, The Batman, coming out sometime after the world ends. <laughs> right. 
Uh, and just like thinking about storylines, you know, are they going to do like the long Halloween or something like it, you know, based on cast that's possible. And then that would be a pretty cool storyline to delve into, but that they is, better, they better utilize, uh, Paul Dano I, as the Riddler. I feel like that is just, uh, more, way more so than fucking what's his face. Colin, uh, Scottish, not Colin mockery. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Too many villains, yeah. Well, yeah, there's too many villains, but I, I think that if they focus it on the Riddler, that'll that would be the most interesting to me. If they do the 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 Penguin as a mob boss is like an interesting thing that it would be I, okay. Like I'm I'm you've got my curiosity, but like I just want like a fucking psychotic like and maybe this isn't what it is, but I, I want like a serial killer fucking like bomb building riddler who's just like fucking with batman mentally sure i feel like paul dano as the riddler could do that and it would be so disturbing and that's just very interesting to me do you remember paul dano in 12 years a slave yes oh my god what a fucking bastard oh my (laughs) god like i mean in terms of characters Cinematic character characters that you hate, like that you just you want the worst thing in the world to happen to this person. Yeah, he's up there. He's up there in like the top that's, three. That is that's one of my most memorable performances. Is him in that fucking movie, and it's, he's not even in it that long. He's no. uh, he's really good. Also, before we continue, Joe, did you send us a picture of Brendan Fraser as Superman? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I actually, I he would be great. Well, he would have been back in yeah. the day. Back in the day, yeah, he would have been. He he's got the personality for Superman. He's too old and fat now. Yeah, he he let himself go, but sorry, he would have been sorry. good. I don't think that he would have been good. I I think he is way too childlike and weird. I kind of like that for Superman, though. I uh, I don't know. I like him to be a very very optimistic kind of. Oh, absolutely naive naive type character. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Sometimes those are the most fun Superman stories when, you know, his pure goodness keeps him from seeing something coming. Yeah, there is something to be said about the if, if there's a character who's very naive and yet extremely powerful. For sure. Well, naive, mm. not, not, not because he's stupid, but just because he's so hopeful. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Well, that's why I use the word naive and not stupid. No, sure, but they, you know, you could, <laughs> you could conflate the word naive with with immature or Well, now you have to go and explain what conflate means. Not to me. No, not to Sean, just to the listeners. <laughs> no, I know you, what you mean. When you fill a vat with liquid, you Yes. That's what it means. It's when you have prisoners blowing up balloons. It's a Conflate. Conflate. It's uh, it's like Con Air. Uh, Sorry, starring Nicolas Cage. Mm. And uh, and uh, that had an all-star fucking cast. It, Dave it, Chappelle, it John Malkovich, Steve Buscemi. John Malkovich is so... I, I watched that movie, or at least part of it recently, and he's like... He's like 28 years old in that movie. No, I swear he's to God. not. No, he he's looks not. so he looks so young in that movie. I guess he's it's not because, that young. <laughs> you're, you're probably right. He's probably 40. But uh, no, uh, yeah, in that movie. I'm sorry. Let's yeah. see. Because he's 66 Air. now. Yeah. So that was. I guess that was only 23 years ago. Like not as long I'm ago. I'm a as psycho <laughs> in your airplane. <laughs> I can't do a Malkovich impression, but who that that movie has an amazing cast. Other than uh, fucking does, yeah. uh, Mr. Romcom himself, uh, you know who I'm talking about. The guy who's in that Tim Robbins movie that you hate. Oh my god, I forgot Steve Buscemi was in that movie. I just said that. Is Did Steve you? Buscemi Ro- Mr. John, Romcom? John, no, John Cusack yeah. is who I'm thinking of. Ving Rhames, I actually, I actually really like John Cusack as an actor also. So, Yeah, but not when he's working with uh, Tim Robbins. Ooh. No, I just I actually I actually really like I really do like him when he's working with Tim Robbins because in that movie he fucking hates Tim Robbins. <laughs> oh, I see okay, Joe just sent another Superman guy. 
Dean oh. Kane, who I actually fucking I loved that show. Terry Hatcher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a good show. Good. Uh, he was a great first like, of all Cherokee Superman. Look at that S though. Look at the S on his suit. The S, the it, S, it S looks is like dumb a kindergartner Oh my god. <laughs> the S is fucking awful on the Dean Kane suit. It looks like someone right-handed tried to draw it with their left hand. Yeah, it looks absolutely. like it looks like I did it in MS Paint is what it looks like. But Joe, it means hope. <laughs> yeah, eventually it does. What is what's more upsetting to you that Superman broke that dude's neck? Or that Batman talk like this for three movies. Definitely, oh, definitely, definitely Batman. Batman voice. <laughs> so Actually, you care I, that Superman killed a dude? Well, depending I, on the comic story you're reading, uh, he's killed other people. Oh my god! But I watched okay. Batman Begins a couple weeks ago, and the whole time I was watching it, which, uh, by the way, it's a great, it's a great fucking movie. It's it's overshadowed. It's really great. I still Chris like Nolan's a wonderful. It's overshadowed a lot by. The Dark Knight, but the whole time I was watching it, I was like, Joe has to like this better than The Dark Knight, because like so much of it follows more closely to his philosophy of Batman. The warehouse that scene is with Falcone. That is true, Michael. With Fal- Falcone or whoever the hell like sitting in the limo when they're in the yeah, warehouse yeah, yeah. and like all the goons are getting uh, like, oh my God, that movie's so great. It is really, really good. Yeah, it's... I, I remember it being good, and then I remember The Dark Knight came out, and I was blown away by it, so I just kind of... I didn't forget about it, but I just assumed it was not as good of a movie. But watching it again recently, I think it's it's easily as good. I, I personally and, think it's better. The only thing The yeah, Dark yeah. Knight has going for it is Ledger is Joker. Joker. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, Batman Begins is, you know, and much better, much better movie. Even... Even the Batman voice is not as pronounced at all in Batman Begins as it is in yeah, the Dark Knight. Yeah, as the time goes, as time goes on, the voice yeah. gets worse. I right. won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. There is a line in the movie where Rachel says that uh-huh. that he that he is the Batman and that Bruce Wayne is the is his facade or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I to me that's like that's exactly that's exactly what you want. In that's a what bat, Joe in a Batman was movie. saying, yeah. yeah. Right. Dean Kane got fat. Is that what you sent us, Joe? Yeah, that's a that's a more current picture of Dean Kane. He got big. I mean everybody, you know, everybody gets old. What are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, of course, everybody gets wide. Everyone goes to widescreen when they get older. That's a, an even less flattering picture of Dean Kane next to Tom Arnold. Well, actually, anyone looks great next to Tom Arnold. <laughs> Tom Arnold, uh, however, looks better than he used to. I actually think Tom Arnold looks great in that yeah, picture. Yeah, he absolutely does. Yeah, you guys are you guys are fucking insane, Sean. He's he's like he's like sixty years old, man. Look at him. Okay, that's not a and picture of him from lot right of now. That is, there's, oh, that's a picture of him like from like ten drugs. years ago. That's like Tom Arnold from ten years ago and Dean Kane yesterday. <laughs> I don't think do you, that's do you even true. Fact check these pictures. <laughs> I, Tom, I would say let's I would look say up Tom Arnold twenty twenty. I would say that's a very recent picture of Tom Arnold. Uh, you're out of your mind. <laughs> let's see. Uh, we'll do it all Tom, at the same time. All right. Let's find some Tom Arnold pictures here. Yeah, that's like that picture is like from yesterday of Tom Arnold. <laughs> it is not. Look at the picture I just sent you. Yeah, it looks real similar to me. No, it doesn't. He's got a white beard, and his buttons are like asking for help from people. The difference is the beard, which is clearly dyed, and his his buttons, which are like. Do you see any buttons in the top burst? (laughs) I sure do. Here's a picture of him taken yesterday. He looks amazing. It's with the former governor of California. <laughs> For the audience, True side. Lies. I yeah. fucking love that movie it's a, so much. It's a clip of True Lies. I love True Lies so much. Did you kill anybody? Yes, but they were all bad. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that is Arnold's yes, second but they were all best bad. movie. No, and no, no. Kevin Kevin Klein's in that movie. Or who's the bad dude? Uh, fucking uh, from from uh, from Twister. Who's that dude? I don't remember anybody from Twister. That movie was from Twister. Twister. No, no it's you mean the dude. Uh, it's the guy from Twister. It's the same guy. Uh, God damn it! Are you talking about? Uh, oh shit! What's his fucking Bill name? Bill Paxton. 
Bill oh, yes, Paxton yes, yes, is the car, you're trying to the car dealer. Bill Paxton and you go to yes. Twister. Yes, because Bill Paxton's in that movie. Yeah, but when you said bad guy, I was thinking Carrie Elwes from. Well, so <sighs> well, okay, well, well, so Bill Paxton though in True Lies is like trying to fuck Arnold's wife, Jamie Lee Curtis, and in the movie, uh, Arnold like fucks him up and like messes with him and shit. Yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. True Lies is so good. And then uh, who's the who's the lady who does like a sexy dance with Arnold? It's Tia Jamie- Carrere. Uh, I thought no, you were going to talk well, about the sexy dance from oh, yeah. Jamie Lee Jamie, Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis does the lingerie dance, but Tia yeah. Carrere is in the movie as well. Yep, I remember. Yep, and she, Charlton she was Heston in, is Tia in the Carrere movie. Tia Carrere was in every movie in the nineties. She was. It's it was a con- contractual obligation that you could not make a movie. She actually played one of the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Actually, she played all of them. She only got credit for one. <laughs> She played all of them. She in the kitchen scene that took like nine weeks to film because it yeah. was just her. Yeah. Of course, everybody's favorite Tia Carrere movie is Wayne's World. Yes, or Wayne's World Two. She was way hotter in Wayne's World Two. But the movie wasn't as good. I thought the movie was even better. Ah, oh, no, God, Wayne's World Two not as good. I preferred Wayne's World Two. I'm sorry. I liked Wayne's World Two better than Wayne's World One. Your apology is not accepted. The only thing I didn't like was the lack of Ed O'Neill, but that's that's the only thing that I didn't like. Yeah, I mean it. It wasn't that bad, like as sequels go, but it, it certainly was not to me as good as the first one. For sure. Well, it, had, it did have more. Sorry, Chris you guys Farley feel that it. way. It, had it did quite, quite a lot more Chris Farley in it than the first. Sure, one. Although, Christ- Christopher Chris, Walken, Chris Farley's. I'm sorry, Chris Farley's. Uh, cameo basically in the first movie is fucking hilarious it's great but christopher walken is in the second movie yes he is a lot yes he's trying to fuck cassandra the whole time yeah i just uh, he's not he's not a very memorable character in that movie to me his name is bobby khan the most memorable character from wayne's world 2 to me is jim morrison (laughs) yes naked indian the naked Indian who has I, to pick yeah, up the garbage. I, I could see that, but but for me, camera it's, one, camera for two. Me it's absolutely Charlton Heston. <laughs> uh, oh Gordon, yeah, Gordon that was a great Street. scene. Golden Street. I once knew a girl who lived on Golden Street. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that movie's great. It has some good. I do like that anyway. movie. I just think Wayne's World is better. I once knew a girl who lived on Gordon Street. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I, I, I do like that movie. I'm not saying it's bad. I, I do enjoy that movie. But the first film is better, I think. Yeah, the YMCA, that was in the first movie, right? It's like people only do things because they get paid. <laughs> We're in the and full that's just like really sad. <laughs> that's like really sad. <laughs> All right, all right, you won me over. I'm back on board. <laughs> Fantastic, we did it. <laughs> and Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe is Bell of course. Like, Shut the of fuck course. up. Oh, but Rob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> but why male models? <laughs> <laughs> For this week's segment, we're going to me, and I have sort of a a podcast-related topic that I would like to discuss with the two of you. I would hope it's podcast-related. Cool. What is this (laughs) podcast-related topic brought to us by? Nearly 3,000 people died in the terrorist attacks of 9-11. Jesus. The atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki killed 146,000 people. The Holocaust... Some estimates say more than 11 million. These are the great tragedies of our time. Tragedies the human race will never forget. But what about fish? (laughs) What if I told you an estimated 7.3 billion fish are killed every day? Yes, most wild-caught fish are likely to die from being crushed in nets or from suffocation, freezing, or or live dissection after landing. This process will take many minutes, even hours. Just imagine what these slow and inhumane methods would sound like if fish could scream. Well, (laughs) imagine no longer. (laughs) Hi, I'm Clint Capella, founder and CEO of Voice Boxes for Fish. 
Our mission is simple. Take every single fish out of the Earth's oceans, rivers, and lakes, install a micro-electro-larynx in each of their throats, then release them back into the wild. Once they're free, they'll possess a trait that most animals already have, the ability to yelp and howl when they're in pain. <laughs> With your help, we can raise the necessary four quadrillion dollars to give <laughs> 3.5 trillion fish the ability to scream and shout. <laughs> Voice boxes for fish. I mean, just think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, would you go fishing? If yeah. whenever you caught the fish? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't go fishing now. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we could find something just as bad as demon dentures. <laughs> Never in a million years would I think we would have found something as bad as demon dentures. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, I'm no, back. No, 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 don't come uh, back. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm back. I'm just, I'm just oh, no. so glad that demon dentures aren't in the same episode as Awkward Encounters. <laughs> Every now and then, you gotta get some new choppers uh, <laughs> no but voice boxes for fish that's, uh, that's okay, funny okay yeah we're... <laughs> that, that was that was not at all a time for a bell <laughs> no that's just telling you to shut the fuck up okay. all right guys uh i have something related to our show and i, I i'm like pulling the curtain back because I want to oh, talk no. about the show itself, but also bring our listeners into it. I want to hear feedback from them, whether or not this, what I'm about to propose is something they would be interested in. Lately, I have been jonesing pretty hard to get back into tabletop gaming. Ooh. And I know a lot of people are, are you know, trapped in their homes. Right. You know, they're, they're not even... They're not even leaving for work, or they don't have work currently. So they're, they're ears out of a lot of free time. What would you think about doing more content for this show, specifically doing an actual play of a tabletop RPG, like a Dungeons & Dragons or something akin to that? Are you uh, currently, like, conscripting Sean and I to do... <laughs> Well, I'm asking, like, I'm asking if you're first. I'm asking if you would want to play. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounded like you were asking the audience if they'd be interested. In I mean, something I want like to know that. if you two want to play, and I also want to know if the audience would want to hear it. Well, well obviously, one hundred percent. Yes, we do want to play. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, we I do, have to say, Sean. We do. Well, so here's the thing. Yeah. So yes, I, I absolutely do. That being said. Uh, a new baby. Yeah. Um, so what I would want to do, if this works for you guys, um, I, I also, you know, have started doing this Jeff Goldblum, the world according to Jeff Goldblum uh, sort of thing, which is just, I feel like I could do that every other week, and I could also do what you're talking about every other week. So if we well, can, I haven't even told weeks, you the schedule that I want. So don't even course, go that, down that road yet. Well, what I, what I was trying to get at though is yeah. that if you're wanting to do something every week, no, because I already have this podcast that we record. Yes, and then also potentially the Jeff Goldblum thing, either every week or every other week. So as long as it works within our schedule, I would love to do something like that. Okay. Well, what I'm proposing. Because tabletop role-playing games, they, they take a lot of time. Sure. What I'm proposing yes. is that we play uh, for, the, for the show once a month. Ooh, oh yes, absolutely. And, but the gaming session would be like four hours long. Oh. That's fine. Once a month, that's fine. Oh, God. One, oh, be, come on. Once a month. Be, it would be three or four hours long, and that would get... Mike is worried about the alcohol poisoning. <laughs> And that would get chopped down into, you know, weekly segments of and the really, game. The, the alcohol poisoning wouldn't be much worth much worse than it is now. Well, why don't we, Joe, why don't we compromise? Why don't we say, hey, 
we are going to uh, take away a podcast recording once a month and replace it with a tabletop gaming episode. And so our, our loyal hey, listeners... now yes, we're talking... Now we're understanding right. that I am negotiating right now. Yes. Oh, right. Thank I, you. I understand. So, so once a month, yes, our listeners may have to wait one week, but... Also, they have an incentive to listen to our tabletop gaming episode, which also takes three hours to record, but so it doesn't really disrupt our lives that much. Well, all right, let's let's table all of that because I also want to hear from the listeners. What uh, would you want the game to be like? You know, it doesn't have to be specifically D and D high fantasy. We've got a lot of options available to us. What are those options, Joe? Well, I mean, literally any setting you could think of uh, has a rule set tabletop game for the most well, part. Well, then let me then let me start because I feel like I'm the most ignorant uh, person in that regard. Yeah, I yeah. So I I either want like strict Lord of the Rings rules where you've got elves, dwarves, men, uh, or uh, something totally science fiction, where you've got aliens, humans, uh, robots. Well, uh, I'll tell you right now that there are rule sets for uh, Star Wars, Star Trek. Well, okay, right. so Knights so, of, so Knights so of the Old Republic. Any of those. Knights of the Old Republic is is based on the D twenty system. Am I correct? I believe you are. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my vote. Okay, so something something like Coder, but like a tabletop Coder. So Star Wars. Yeah. You could just say Star Wars. You don't have to say Coder. Sure, yeah. Well, yeah, Coder yeah, being, I mean, I'm, Coder I'm being an example of a, of a Star Wars game that uses a D&D rule set. I honestly, like, I, I want to, before I die, I want to play that VR uh, Star Trek bridge simulator yep. with you guys. I actually have, I, the, you Star, guys have, I have the Star about Trek, uh, I have the Star Trek role-playing books. Yeah, you've talked about well. Uh, you've talked about yeah. the, the no, VR I, that thing would before. Be great too. Yeah, Star I would Trek, love yeah. to do something like that with you guys. So, so yeah, anything Star Wars, Star Trek, or or fantasy. Well, like let me high let fantasy. me tell you. Let me tell you the books I have, and and we, I, you know, I can get Star Wars. I have Star Trek. Uh, if you want to do like a horror fantasy, like Vampire the Masquerade, no, no, we could fuck do that. that. I, mean, I don't give a uh, shit about I vampires. Have, I have a shitload of D and D. Uh, That's I also, fine. I, I have uh, it's D twenty adjacent uh, DC heroes. Okay. Whatever whatever you want, we could do. But no, there is something else to consider. Uh, we would need to bring in additional people. That's fine. I we have. I personally have. I would find that lots very of interesting, great people yes. in Louisville. I, I have lots of great people, depending on what we were looking for. Yeah, uh, that I'd be happy to to bring in to to the chat for sure. I think the best chance at it being a funny segment would be if it's Star Trek, and we brought in additional comedy people. Okay. Well, that's because Star Trek is a very uptight, you know, universe. Yeah. And and having people. Uh, who are just naturally funny having to play uptight people is just automatically hilarious. I think it's funny because I have seen and you have seen you introduced me to improvised Star Trek. Yes. It's it it, it is very funny, but I've never seen improvised Star Wars, so I don't know that it wouldn't be as funny. Fair. I don't I don't know what either of those things is. Well, improvised so. I uh, uh, I have. Okay, I mean, so I can it, surmise I, what they are, but as a teenager, I you know I did some Star Trek role playing online and shit, and it's really fun. Like it really is. It it the universe lends itself very very well to sure. to role playing for sure. But I don't know that it lends itself very well to the D and D rule set. Well, it has its own rule set. Okay. All right. That, well, I mean, if it's if it's something separate from what we're used to with D and D, well, look, then... here's here's where yeah, I'm it's, at. It's is not that... uh, it uses D twenties, but it's not the D twenty system. I feel I feel so confident that in could be very the, interesting. Yes, that could be very interesting. In the quantity of friends that I have, that whether you picked Star Wars or Trek, 
I feel confident that I could find two or three people for either that would that would be very great contributors uh, to making an entertaining segment. So it's whatever you guys want to do. I'm fine with whatever. I, I don't want to do something stupid like, oh, we're going to do like uh, Lord of the Rings, but it's like uh, the, the Aldi version of Lord of the Rings. And these are called uh, uh, dwarfs and not hobbits. And these are called uh, belves and not elves. Like, no, if you guys want to do like Star Trek or Star Wars or something like full Middle Earth Tolkien, you know, sort of things, then I'm down. I, I uh, think I, I think for you know. sure if we're going to do it, it, it can't be a fantasy setting. It has to be... Sci-fi? Science fiction. No, I, just, I think fantasy right. still works, but it either has to be... I think, Yeah, I don't mind fantasy, but I'm fine with sci-fi. I agree with yeah. Sean. Okay. Well, I, I think my vote is, what's wrong is 100%. With, what's, what's wrong with fantasy, Mike? Why do you what's hate wrong fantasy? With it? I actually love fantasy, but D&D is traditionally fantasy, and I'd like to do something different. Totally. Right. I get that. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, either Star Trek or Star Wars. Let me just I'm fine throw away the and... hundreds of dollars of D&D books I have. <laughs> but I also, I, I honestly, I feel like there are three or four uh, people that I know who I trust and love and who are hilarious in Louisville here who I could put on either a Star Trek or Wars uh, campaign and well, will be the more amazing. the more I think about it, if this is supposed to be funny, like Joe was saying, which it is, yeah. obviously, I Star Wars is not going to be very funny. I no Star Trek can be Star extre- Wars is almost never funny, even when it tries. Yeah, Star Trek can Especially be really funny if it's if it's done. Right. I I really think Star Trek now gets my vote. I I switch. Well, right. but the problem is Star Trek is. People, people look at it and say, "Nerds." I don't. I don't really care about that. <laughs> Anyone listening to us? I know not- you don't care about that. All right. Well, no, I, I, I actually. I'm I, just. I'm just saying. It's not if just you're that I at don't. A, a stand-up comic. They'll be like, "Oh, Star Wars. Okay, yeah, cool. The aliens no, and all no, 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 okay, right. But if they're not in Star Trek, it's like, "Oh, you fucking nerds." I, I you know hate I mean? that I hate that a lot and I I actually would now that you now that you're saying it I would rather just fucking rub that shit in their fucking faces because <laughs> goddamn if, if right it's, if it's the That's nerdier fair. of the That's two fair. things then I just want to do it more oh Star That's Trek fair. is definitely the nerdier right. of the two all right so we'll so we'll do a Star Trek thing once a month okay it's been like so- the longest segment ever it's true i'm not gonna have yes. i'm not gonna have fun editing this <laughs> no you're not <laughs> no because this was this was not a this was a serious conversation that we were having so you gotta it, it was but i it was one i wanted to have on the show so that the listeners could weigh in yeah sure i mean honestly if we get enough feedback from listeners that says something else then i'll respect that but Totally. I mean, uh, no, listeners not, know this. I am ready to run a game for a number of people uh, in either Star Wars, Star Trek, Vampire the Masquerade, Dungeons and Dragons, or DC Heroes. I want to do it. Come on. Come on me. No. Come, come on me. Come on me. Come on, me. Come me on. <laughs> Come in. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to hear if he hits the high note now. Open <laughs> up. I'm not. <laughs> My daughter is screaming. She'll never sleep again. Yeah, but is she hitting that high note? Oh, she, she can hit it for sure. <laughs> Them tiny lungs. We didn't hit it. Tiny? We didn't hit it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we're now at our game segment. Woo! Sean, uh, what do you got for us? Well, gentlemen, uh, as two-thirds of our uh, trilogy of podcasters... Uh, has had the pleasure of working at Best Buy. I have a game segment based around Best Buy. It's Best Buy trivia. All right, Holy shit. Well, well I we're Woo. we're gonna win. I'm gonna one of, one of us is Best uh, Buy. 
Mike, what is Best Buy trivia brought to us by? Space. The, the <laughs> final <tanks>. frontier. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> space, the final frontier. Not the kind of space you find between Earth and the moon. That's not space. No, <laughs> no that's uh, that's just orbit. No, I'm talking about... Contentious <laughs> bastard. I'm talking about real space. <laughs> the space between planets, between stars. Now that is space. Fuck your stupid ocean analogy. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> well... Now that that's been established, Space Pants by L.L. Bean. <laughs> Made with a mylar carbon fiber composite, L.L. Bean Space Pants are designed to protect your legs from the dangers of radiation, extreme temperatures, and low pressure environments. You know, the kinds of things you find in real space. <laughs> the space between planets. Between stars, you know. Real space. L.L. <laughs> Bean space pants. Because fuck the rest of your body. <laughs> Back to you. Thanks, Wonderful. Mike. <laughs> God damn it, guys. <laughs> All right, folks. So, best buy trivia. Uh, I have a total. What is a blue of 11, polo? Of 11 questions. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have five buzz-in questions, four best-by-the-numbers questions, which will be done on uh, Google Hangouts. Best-by-the-numbers. Yes, best-by-the-numbers. Okay. So, so this is impossible best-by-trivia? Uh, no, 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 no. You should be, it should be possible. Uh, and then uh, outside of those nine questions, we will have one leave-the-room round and then one final subjective Jesus question. Christ. This will go by very quickly. This will go by very quickly. So, uh, enter your enter the code. Join, uh, join the buzzer system. Uh, we have uh, one competitor right now entitled Loss Prevention. I'm going to say that's Joe. That is correct. All right. And then uh, we're still waiting on Mike. Uh, Mike... Mike's name is zero one one eight nine 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 eight eight one one nine nine one one. Yeah. <laughs> what is, is that? Is that binary? No, it's not. It's, I mean, that's at least no. Trinary. It's not. There's more than zero zeros and ones. Oh, you know right. what would have been funny, Mike, is if we both put in our old employee numbers. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, we should start over. Yeah. That's our. No, we're not starting over. Okay. Question number one is a buzz-in question. These are worth one point each. All right. Best Buy wasn't always called Best Buy. From 1966 until 1983, the company was known as... Blank. Uh, 0118999881199911. Uh, oh, God, it was, uh, it was Magnolia? No, no, yes. That's incorrect. Uh, uh... That was a business uh, they bought. Loss prevention. You have a chance to steal. <laughs> it was loss prevention. Um, I I mean I don't actually know, so fuck off. All right. Well, ne- neither of those is correct. <laughs> uh, the correct answer, Sound of Music. Oh, that's right. Is it Best Buy used to be called Sound of Music? What so a that is zero name. points. I agree. Uh, moving on to question number two. Let me reset the buzzers. Question number two. Best Buy was, by retail standards, early to the gift card game. They introduced their first plastic gift cards back in what year? Oh, boy. Yes, 018 This is a buzz-in? <laughs> Uh, this is a buzz in. I'm gonna guess. Why? I'm gonna guess 1991. That is incorrect. Joe actually sent the correct answer in to me via Google Hangouts. Oh, really? It was 1995. I thought it was, was locking. Well, you, you, 1995. You got it. Joe Thank uh, you. receives the one point. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and reset. 
buzzers. Sorry, most of the buzz-ins are not numerical. Um, question number three. Today, Best Buy's tag-shaped gift cards are said to be the only gift cards in the industry that consumers can identify with their blank. Loss prevention, you are first. Hands. That is incorrect. Uh, 0118999. Your, your guess. Uh, they uh, only gift cards in the industry that consumers can identify with their blank. Hmm. I eyes. <laughs> I mean, what? I'd like to make a second guess. Uh, cloaca. Joe, do you have cloaca. a second guess? You have a second guess. The only no, gift card not. you can identify with their cloaca. <laughs> the answer. The answer is with their eyes closed. Well, that 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 is hands. That, that is literally just means hands. As hands. Well, but. <laughs> But only Joe did not say eyes closed. He said hands. Yeah, but it means hands. <laughs> Does I, it? And I, are you, Joe are you is a my blind opponent, person, and Mike? I'm telling you that he got it right. <laughs> so zero points. I'm going to reset the buzzers. I'm going to reset them. Here we are for question number four. In December of the year 2000. In the year 2000. We, bo- we both actually worked there in yes, December we did. of 2000. Yeah. 2000. Best Buy acquired the nation's top music retailer. Name that store. Uh, 0118998199991. Sam Goody. Sam Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's incorrect. God damn it. Joe, in December of the year 2000, Best Buy acquired the nation's top music retailer. Name that store. Pass. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That is not correct. The answer is Music Land. That's not a real place. Yes, it is. Music Land. I remember it. Yeah, I remember it. I, I couldn't. It, it really, Sam Goody. I thought that was. Didn't. Maybe they didn't acquire Sam Goody. No, I, would, I don't think I they did. I would have thought like FYE or Tower Records. Not yeah. a place so far, you just you guys made are terrible up. Terrible Best Buy employees. I uh, got fired, so I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> Question question number five. Starting in 2010, oh, Bill geez. Hoffman was brought on as Best Buy's Senior Vice President of Consumer Affairs. For eight years prior to that, Mr. Hoffman was an officer in which federal intelligence agency? Oh, boy. Uh, yes, loss prevention. Uh, what is the NSA? That is incorrect. Uh bunch of numbers do you have a guess <laughs> uh federal intelligence agency let's say the cia that is correct <laughs> okay so after round one uh we have a score of one to one joe and mike each have one mike uh, so now we ever hear that guy's name before bill hoffman yeah no <laughs> yeah exactly i've not might have been after your time all right so well, now it was we're for sure best yeah. Best by the numbers. These are all Hangouts questions, so okay. you can close out your buzzin.live. Uh, best by the numbers. These are worth two points each. Ooh. Question number six. I'm sure you two have had to upsell cables, accessories, and protection plans during your time there. Oh, yeah. One no, reason, loss prevention. <laughs> well, one reason for that could be that the average computer sale actually loses the company an average of blank percent. An average of blank percent. All right, we've got uh, Joe and Mike's answer. Joe, go ahead with your answer. Uh, The average computer loses 5%. All right, and Mike? Uh, I said 10%. Joe is closer. The answer is 2%. Oh, that's a lot better than I thought. The average computer yeah, that is sale actually that's better than they told loses us. Loses Best Buy two percent <laughs> for sure. Uh, que- well, question number seven. Mike, when we were there, all our managers after Brian left were huge liars. Yeah, I mean anything, <laughs> anything oh. other than service plans and accessories was just losing the company huge amounts of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean you couldn't trust a word out of his mouth. No, oh, but he I did. I feel like we could do an entire podcast about 
Best Buy. He did. He did give me a raise from seven to eight dollars an hour. <laughs> Thank you. Hey guys, question number seven. Best Buy's board of directors is currently investigating allegations that its CEO Corey Berry had an inappropriate romantic relationship with a fellow executive prior to her taking on that role. Harris Interactive, Jesus. a custom market research agency, conducted a survey which reported... So long. Hang on. Uh, they conducted a survey which reported that blank percent of employed Americans ages 25 to 40 admitted to having engaged in an office romance. I mean, 33% of this podcast has done that. <laughs> what percentage of employed Americans ages 25 oh, man, I, to 40 I have done that so many times. Admitted to having engaged in <laughs> yeah, office romance. Yeah, you were romance. who I was talking about. <laughs> I've, done that like, I've done that like seven times. So I, yeah, I'm a- exactly. <laughs> All right, Joe, go ahead with your answer. I married one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joe, your answer. Joe, you want to you go ahead and say your answer? I said it's 30% because almost 30% of this podcast has done it. <laughs> All right, and Mike? I, 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 for some reason, said 20%, having been the one who definitely did do it. Although I know, yeah. that you, I know that you did also, Sean, so maybe it should be like 60%. What do you mean I did? You did. You hook up with a coworker? The Tuscany? I did not. Oh, well, that, yeah, okay. (laughs) I have done uh that. That was back in, that was like 19 Uh, years old. But it counts. I mean, it counts, and I don't even know what a Tuscany is. All right, gentlemen, the average percentage of people who hook up with their coworkers, 41%. Hell yeah. All right. That's like a really high number. No, I think it's, I think that's, I think that's very close to accurate. It's also it's, it's also very but, concerning no, I, for me because fifteen of my coworkers are men and one is a married <laughs> woman. Look, there's no doubt that it's accurate. I'm just saying, like that's really but high. But you spend so much time with them. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's like going to high school and like not dating anyone who goes to that school. All right. Well, Joe wins the two points. He was closest. Thank you. Uh, question number eight. Best Buy won Forbes Company of the Year award in what year? Should never have won that award. All right, uh, Mike, what was your answer? Uh, 2002. Okay, why do you say that? That was a very strong year for Best Buy. Strong year. Okay, Joe, your answer? Listen, 2002 might have been strong for them financially, but they'd already become an absolute shit company to work for. So I said 1991. All right, well... The answer is 2004. Oh. So Mike Mike will win the two points. Nice. Uh, and we move on to the last Google Hangouts lock-in question. Uh, Bob Kaufman. Bob Whoever the fuck Kaufman. he is. He's the oldest blue shirt right now. Oh, really? But he he's still as energetic as ever. He loves helping customers at his Best Buy store in Florida... And he knows how to say thank you in 26 different languages. Show off. How hey, old? Hey, Mike, do you remember Ed? <laughs> how yes. old is Bob Kaufman? I sure do. All right, how old was he? Mike, your answer. 71. Joe, your answer. 92. The correct answer is 89. <laughs> yeah. Closest. He gets the two points. Damn right. Uh... Let's take a telly. So right now we've got Joe 7, Mike 3. Uh, we make it now to the leave the room question. Mike, I'm going la- to ask you to leave the room first. All right. Uh, I, will, I will text you uh, from my personal cell phone when you are ready to come back in, okay? Okay. Mm, this is a mechanic I invented. I like it. Yeah, I thought you okay, might. Okay, I do. So Joe, how you doing? I'm super drunk, buddy. You're doing pretty great, though. You're up seven to three. Yeah, I'm crushing, which is funny because I got fired from Best Buy and they would hire Mike back. <laughs> I, I'm eager to learn how you got fired, but it's not a, it's not a tale for right now. Right now, I'm going to give you a very specific task. 
uh, which is this. You're going to earn one point for mm-hmm. each answer, okay? Okay. Best Buy has eight house brands. I'm going to give you 15 seconds to name as many of those house brands as you can. Time begins now. Uh, Rocketfish. Um, Insignia. Uh, is Monster Cable one of theirs? Time. Damn it. <laughs> I'm so drunk. It's all right. It's okay. You got two points. You got two oh, points. Oh, Dynex. For Dynex would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. All right, so you got two points. So let me go ahead and text uh, Mike. I feel like I feel like Mike uh, is less drunk than I am and worked there longer and will automatically win this part. <laughs> I want to hear how you got fired. I don't think I ever learned the story of how you got fired. But don't tell us yet. I want to. I want to get through Mike's stuff here. Mike, are you back? Ah, uh, yes. <clears throat> that was much faster than I expected. Hello. It's All a quick right, yes, question. Hello. It's not like my shit. It is. It's pretty quick. Okay. Joe can act, Joe can stay here now. Because there's no he's reason. Already, okay. He's already done right. his. Mike. Yeah. How you doing? Not too shabby. Well, Mike. Uh, Best Buy has eight house brands. You have to name as many as you can in the next 15 seconds. You get one point for each one. Oh, starting Jesus now. Christ. Uh, Insignia. Dynex. Um, uh, oh, God. Uh, Rocketfish. Uh, oh, God. 15 seconds. Jesus Christ. Time. Okay. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was 15 seconds. All right, Mike, you got three. The current score is Joe nine, Mike six. Joe got nine? The, well, no, 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 no. Joe, Joe oh, has oh, nine Jesus. total. Okay. He got two during that exercise. I only named two of the oh, brands. Oh, thank God. The, uh, there were only eight house brands. The eight house brands are Dynex. Yeah. Init. Yeah. Oh, right, right. In, the cases. Insignia. Yeah. Ma- Magnolia Design Center. Mm. Magnolia Home Theater, Modell, Pacific Sales, Platinum, Rocketfish, and Rocketfish Mobile. I haven't heard of most of those. I the only ones I remember are the three that I mentioned. I I do not I do not remember others. I remembered two, and then after it was over, I said, "Oh wait, Dynex." Rocketfish was the cables. I remember. Dynex, right. Dynex and Insignia were like different levels of electronic quality. There is one last question worth five points, which means that Mike, if you win this, you could win the game. Joe, if you win this, you could win the game. Uh, and this last topic is subjective. And uh, what it is, is your best Best Buy story. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. So whatever your best story is from working at Best Buy, uh, I will award one extra point to whoever wants to go first. I have, a lot, right, I have so a lot of good stories, but... Uh, I'm going to tell the story of the time, uh, the one time uh, I was supposed to go to court. <laughs> All right, so Joe gets the extra point for going first. Go ahead, Joe. A gentleman and I use the term loosely, he came into the store. This was when I was working loss prevention. He went over to uh, Digital Imaging, which Mike worked in for a time, sold uh, digital cameras. Uh-huh. He, uh, he had a set of clippers on him, and he you know, took one of the display models. He clipped the security cable and left with the digital camera. Okay. Now, why this story involves me is because I, I was watching him and I followed him out into the parking lot and took down his license plate number, which I later gave to the police. I didn't hear about this for a long time, probably a month or two. One morning, a DuPage County Sheriff, Sheriff's deputy showed up at my house. Uh, at seven in the morning on like a Saturday and rang the doorbell. I was asleep 
and probably hungover. But my mom answered the door because I still lived with her at the time. And the sheriff's deputy said, does Joe Marco live here? And my mom, <laughs> not knowing whether or not I was home or what was going on, said, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> is, is he asleep? Oh, God, I hope so. Would you just give him this? She said, oh, oh okay. And it was my court summons of to go and testify that I followed oh the God. guy out and took down his license plate number. But my mother thought I might have been dead before the 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 sheriff's deputy actually said, you know, well, he has Ugh. to go to court. She she probably lost five to ten years off her life, which makes me very <laughs> sad now because she's about to turn. Oh, <laughs> man. I wow. OK, I, I actually uh, the only time I was ever summoned to court was also Best Buy related. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Are, are, you, are you giving a court story or your best Best Buy related well, it, story? Well, it is a Best Buy related story. I, I don't know if it's my best Best Buy related story. All right. Well, if you don't want to win, that's fine. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I won't give that story then because it's uh, <laughs> it, it's not quite as good. At least I don't think so. As this one, it's kind of a simple story. Uh, every day when we would close, this this was early on when I uh, began working with Best Buy. I think it was like within my first uh, couple years. I was still in computers, so it might have been my first year. PC ho. Yeah, I, it was. I, I was probably seventeen years old at this time, and uh, part of the closing process. This would was, have been a year before Michael and I met. Yeah, I we, we we worked together in PC Ho a little bit though, didn't we? We did. Yeah, so it may have actually been around that time. It was very close to that time. And I, uh, uh, we, when you close, you have to do a, do several things. Uh, one, Pause one, real quick. I just want to point out for the audience that doesn't know that I I'm not being insulting. The Ho stands for Home Office. Yes, it's Personal Computer Home Office. Right. Yes, PC Ho Personal Computer Home Office. So you have to. Uh, Price open items. Okay, so you get you get uh, returns at customer service. They give you some some shit that's been opened uh, for your department. You have to put it back on the shelves, and you got to price it. And I, you know, it was it was a particularly bad night. I had I had many many of them. You have to shrink wrap them first, and you got to put these tags on them. You got to write the the SKU. You got to write the item name. You got to put a price on it and you could just you the whole thing you get to just make up the price i mean really you look you look in the computer you see what the what you pay what the company paid for it and as long as it's more than that they usually don't give a shit okay so i get to this item at, it's 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 a cable or something and and uh, you know i was having a good time and i decided i was going to price it in not dollars uh I was gonna pri- I was gonna price it what? I was gonna price it in y- in yen. <laughs> so I, I I put I put the price I was like oh, it was like one thousand eight hundred yen or whatever you know and I I That's put it so on cheap. The, I put it on the on the the peg, and I thought it was fucking hilarious and you know I left for the night. Uh, the next day I get in I, I probably worked I, I think I worked like a closing shift the next day like three o'clock and my. My manager, supervisor, came up to me and he's like, uh, "Hey, so Mike, uh, did you did you close last night?" I'm like, "Yeah, I did. Uh, why?" He's like, <laughs> "So the uh, so Brian, you know, he was the GM at the time. Uh, he he chewed us all out at the morning meeting." I was like, "Really? Why?" Uh, he found this <laughs> and he showed it to me. He's like, "Oh, oh, that. So right." He's like, "Yeah." Yeah, he uh, he found this, and he, he, he was yelling at the top of his lungs. He was very upset that uh, somebody had priced this in yen, and he was very upset that uh, somebody made a joke out of this. Uh, did, what, did you did you do this? <laughs> and I said, yes, I did. And uh, uh, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I really had no idea that this would be so such a big deal, but the GM, he... I apparently, according to my supervisor, said he was going he, he was going to fire the person who did that and uh, wow. changed his mind at some point because uh, I guess because he, he 
maybe overreacted. I don't know, but yeah, no. Brian would have cooled down over time. He yeah. was a good dude. Oh, uh, he was my you favorite know, GM. Yeah, by far. All right, hang on, Joe. Joe, can you can you very quickly and succinctly explain yeah. why you got fired? I cussed out my supervisor during a meeting <laughs> in That's front right. of like fourteen people. <laughs> well, you had pretty good rapport. Mike, were you there? No, I was already. You guys were I in the same already, store? I had okay, already you quit. Gone. I was at like ISU. He was at college, yeah. I see. And we didn't work in the same department at that point. Right. Oh, I came mm. back yeah, after I, that for I definitely, years. Uh, I definitely said, fuck you, Dan. And then he said, what did you say to me? Fuck you, Dan. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Well... Oh, God. This was really tough. Um, I mean, if I were to give the final uh, final round points away, I would give them to Mike, which would give him uh, an 11 to 10 lead. However, Joe being fired and, and saying what he did to his boss, I feel like I need to give him uh, one point. So I'm going to say you guys tied 11 to 11. So you get well the point. Well done. <laughs> so I I get the point. I lost. I lost. Okay. Nice. And that is our episode, gentlemen. And with a score of 2, I am this week's loser. Yeah, you are. Yeah, damn you right I am. Fucking loser. Uh, I feel so much shame. <laughs> How will you ever recover? Oh, I won't. You will by by Mike and I uh, destroying our relationships to to do tabletop games once a month. <laughs> Listen, that's all I'm asking is that you destroy <laughs> your marriages to play games with me. <laughs> hey, I'm all for it. Okay, I don't care about my relationships at all, and that's what I love about you. <laughs> and with that, I am Jim Oracle. I'm the mailer demon or whatever. <laughs> the mailer demon. I don't know. Address not found. <laughs> uh, just have a great week, just everyone. Fuck you guys. Okay. <laughs> a little nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask Sean. Would you please take us out? A little nonsense now and then Is relished by the wisest men A little whimsy here and there Is often very necessary Folly with your wisdom, and you could be jolly. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. Come on, me. Come on, me. Come me on. <laughs> Come me. <laughs>